this is Amanda. I'm coming from the New Media Lab with the English 102 students. I'm here with also Amanda, so it's like Amanda squared, Donna, and Owen. Today we are going to be talking about mental wellness and what that means to us. So starting off, real simple, we're just going to talk about how we define mental wellness, because that can look different for each person, right? So Owen, would you like to start? What does mental wellness mean for you? Uh, I think mental wellness is like being able to be very like emotionally stable and being able to like control your emotions even in like more difficult times and like knowing how to take care of yourself during those times. And so, yeah, I, I think that's how it it, at least for me. Yeah, that's a good description. I would add to that just from my experience that learning to manage it does not mean not having emotions. I think that's a common misconception. Can you agree with that? Yeah, no, definitely. Right. Because yeah. I think a lot of people think, okay, being strong means never crying, never getting angry, being this stoic, stalwart person all the time. And I don't think that that is a reasonable expectation for anyone to have on themselves because we are humans and we do have these complex emotions and feelings. And I think the important takeaway for me is knowing how to regulate them in a positive way. How about you, Donna? How to define mental wellness? Yes. I don't I wouldn't use the word wellness, but I if I wouldn't know like what other word to use other than illness, mental illness. That's all I've heard my whole life like people have talked towards me like, "Oh, you have a mental illness." No one has ever said like, "Oh, there's this there's also mental wellness. How, do, how does that work? Do you think that the terminology we use is affecting how people perceive mental wellness or mental illness? Yes, very much it does. Like, I feel like what I've been told, not I have some sort of illness and I feel perfectly fine. Like, I'm, not, I'm not like lost or something. I'm here. I'm okay. I'm in school. I'm doing amazing. Yeah, You're doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. I have a nursing ma I'm nursing major. Like, I've never saw myself like, oh, you have an illness. Like, I always wondered if it's possible that maybe we all have some sort of mental challenges. Yeah. Maybe it's on a spectrum. Maybe it's not about mental illness per se. Maybe we just experience these things on a spectrum, and some people experience them on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, but I, I think it's fair to <clears throat> say that a lot of people in our society haven't really thought of it in the sense of mental wellness. Like, how can I find that balance? How can I find that place that allows us to function at our optimal mental level? And I think that's going to look different for every person, yeah. too. I feel like mental health is in everyone in some sort of way. Yeah, absolutely. I th <laughs> it's always boggled my mind, literally boggled my mind, how people can't understand that our brain's part of our bodies, you know? Yeah. That, that's part of us, <laughs> or mental health is part of us. Uh, and everybody's going to face challenges, and we are human, so we're, we're going to have very physical reactions, you know, to stimuli and to things that happen to us, and we don't we don't learn how to cope with it. We never learn how to cope with grief or how to cope with betrayal or heartbreak or... Yeah, it isn't something to be ashamed of either. Right. It's perfectly normal. Like, yeah. all, we all go through the same things differently, but it's yeah. mostly all the same thing. Yeah. Other Amanda, <laughs> what does mental wellness mean to you? Um, 
I think it's being in a good state and like being able to take care of yourself and um like understanding what's wrong. How do you know you're in a good state? What's different for you than when you're say having a, a challenging day? Um like if you're having like a bad day, maybe you don't want to follow your routine like I like it can be hard, so I think Having, like, mental wellness is being able to follow it. I love that you said that because I have a history of depression, very severe depression. But when I started making these changes and I started moving in the right direction, I saw the day ahead of me kind of like a video game, and that's the nerd in me. But I saw it like a video game where, okay, there's going to be challenges. I'm going to have to fight these these bad guys. I'm going to have to collect these items. I, I think that once I could start seeing it as a game, I could start seeing it as a challenge instead of seeing it as this insurmountable thing. That was when I realized that I was finding that strength again. So who is your go-to person, if you have a go-to person, when you are struggling, you're having a bad day, you're feeling like you don't want to get out of bed, you need somebody to motivate you, who is your go-to person, Owen? Uh, um... And it's okay if you don't have a go-to person. Some of us just don't have go-to people. Well, recently it's been more of my, my brother's. It, Recently, it's been more of my brothers, to be honest. Um, I felt like generally I've been, I've been pretty good about like managing my my emotions by myself. But I think when my brain's just like rambling and then I can't seem to just figure something out, my brain's just going and going and going, and I just can't like seem to stop. Like, like whenever I talk to my brothers or I, or just like whenever I'm, um, I usually just call my friends and then uh, usually just call friends and I don't even need to be talking like the company of my brothers like I could just stay there in silence and just be like okay I don't like like company is all I need I don't need to just knowing that somebody's there and somebody cares sometimes yeah makes all the difference it's just like the company's there enough for me to be like okay I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna just chillax man just <laughs> chillax, take a step back, try to figure out why you're feeling this way, and then go from there. See if you could figure something out or find a better alternative to, you know, why you're feeling this way. Yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Donna, who's your go-to person? Well, it really depends on what I'm going to be talking about. Like, if it's about, like, a mental health thing, I'm going to tell her something like, oh, I have this going on or like this. I cannot do that. I'd have to go to my brother, which you would understand because I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but in my family, Hispanic, they don't believe in mental anything. So, so I'd go to my brother and like let it out. He would do the same. Like We, we understand each other, but. What it do really you think depends. it is that is causing that cultural stigma? I really don't know. I just think they don't want us to be weak when I say it. It's not even something that would make us weak. It's just an, it's an obstacle. Right. It makes you stronger when you can over when you can yeah, show that exactly. you can overcome that obstacle in my opinion, but Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just like But yeah, if it's it's on if it it just really depends on what 
I'm trying to let out. It depends on the go-to person. Like, it depends on that, who I go to. Yeah, that's fair. Amanda, who's your go-to person? Um, my go-to person is my mom. Um, she's a psychologist, so she kind of understands. But, like, how she said, like, before my mom was, like, into this type of stuff, she didn't really believe in, like, the mental health stuff, like, the depression and stuff. And then as she started learning, she understood, like, what was going on with me. And um, she's my mom, but she's, like, kind of, like, my therapist sometimes. Because, um, like, now she understands, like, the brain and, um, like, me. And she's usually there for me. Like, I feel like she's only... Because I can talk to my friends, but I think it's better to talk to my mom because, like, I, I trust her a lot and I'm really close to her. Yeah. I want to circle back around when you were talking about depression. I want to kind of circle back to the beginning. We were talking about mental wellness. We were talking about what it feels like when we're having a good day. I don't think we really touched on what it truly feels like when you're having a bad day. So what does depression feel or look like so for example for me I struggle with racing thoughts and intrusive thoughts a lot so I always have 100 tabs open in my head and some are in Japanese and for the record I don't speak Japanese uh, so some of them are in Japanese there's music playing on different tabs I can't find where it's out to close it and it, it can get very frustrating but when depression symptoms kick in it feels like my brain turned on me it literally feels like the voices in my head and I don't actually hear voices on a schizophrenia <laughs> level, but that inner dialogue turned on me. And I start accepting all of that as absolute truth. So when it's saying you're a bad person, you're a failure as a mom, you're going to fail that test. I just accept all this without challenging it. So I become very hopeless. I can feel the weight in my chest. I feel just like there's nothing I could ever possibly do to be good enough or to move forward. And it does start coming off as very physical because I become lethargic. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. I'm unmotivated. What does depression symptoms feel like for you? We'll start with Donna this time. Well, when I, I actually did have depression, when I had that, I noticed it a lot. I couldn't get up from my bed. I just wanted to stay in my bed all day. I felt like a hundred ton weight just on my bed. I didn't want to get up. No motivation at all. My room was, like, not tidy at all. Like, everything was just a mess. Just, like, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> my room looked like my head. Like, it's a visual representation. But um, when I noticed that I started um, being more, like, not as depressed was when I started, like, actually getting up and, like, looking in the mirror, like, taking care of myself. I'm like, wow, this is, I'm actually, like, up doing stuff taking care of myself fixing my hair all that all that stuff when you first started doing that so when you went from i'm feeling depressed my room's a mess my my head's a mess and then you started you know getting up and stuff was there a point where you had to say i still feel like crap but i'm going to take one step right now to yeah. try to feel better yeah i actually like i couldn't just give up because i felt like my brothers needed me a lot so I just I need to pick myself up I'm the oldest I can't be like this I need to start doing something yeah I, I don't want to feel that. like I don't want to feel like I'm useless 
all day laying down <laughs> doing nothing and people don't realize that all it takes is that one step one step in the right direction is forward movement yeah. that's what i remind people frequently is you only have to take one step and when i was struggling everything seemed monumental absolutely everything all i have to do today is take out the trash and my brain is going it's too much oh my god how yeah. am i ever gonna do this and it's okay all i have to do right now is stand up and then all i have to do is watch the trash can i had to break things down into steps but it was just taking that one step and then once you kind of start getting that momentum it starts it starts with little steps yep. yeah it starts becoming easier what about you amanda what does depression look and feel like how does that show up for you um i think for me it's um not wanting to go on with my day just wanting to sleep all day and not wanting to do like my routine like getting up washing my face getting ready um it was it's just like mostly sleeping um and like not cleaning my room and stuff and not going outside what about you owen um usually i could see myself having those symptoms like during like around like finals time because that's when like the stress comes yeah and then usually i could see myself in that and uh during finals time and uh to be honest when i could recall that i don't know probably just sitting in my room and just telling myself like i need to like succeed and need to like provide either way so you pep talk yourself i like it your brain yeah. your brain was working in your favor yeah i mean i i try and then and that's like yeah i know there's a certain point in my life where i would have no thoughts like that and it was very it was i was at like an all-time low or at least especially during finals i usually just like kind of shut down and i'm just like i don't care to try at anything but school yeah. so stress can start morphing into anxiety and depression symptoms if you're not careful to manage it uh, i i did want to ask do you think that academic research can be a, a positive uh, positive source to be able to better our our mental wellness to be able to improve our mental wellness and if so how amanda what do you think how do you think we can use academic research for your for our mental wellness um i think maybe if someone's dealing with something they can look into it like kind of use it as therapy kind of and they can like figure out like oh maybe this is why i'm like this and oh this is excellent i love that so much for me, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And when I started researching that and learning what that meant, and I could start saying, okay, this behavior that's happening is because of this disorder. Now, how do I manage that? And I could look into the different treatments and skills and things like that. That was such a powerful moment for me. And I think that that's an excellent uh, point of being able to utilize the research from reliable sources to learn more about our illness or even not illness but our diagnosis and the diagnosis of our loved ones right so we know now more what they're going through so we know more about how we can help them what do you think owen well i think i think you're i think you're right on um i, I think i like i really liked what you said about like you know uh, about finding out that you have 
yeah, you had a borderline personality disorder. Because I remember I literally did this uh, last semester where I was like, man, what is, like, my mind the past couple weeks has just been, like, in a very bad state. And, like, what is going on? And I remember I, I literally looked up, like, why am I feeling this way? And I I remember I, I literally looked up, uh, why am I feeling this way? And, like, what to look out for? And, like, I it gave me an answer. Um, I can't remember if it was, like, an appropriate answer or, like, what I was looking for. But it gave me a lot of perspective on to look at it in a different way, at least. I think that's the value of the academic research. Yeah. Um, could really build off your, uh, your th critical thinking skills off of that. And I think by strengthening our critical thinking skills, it gives us the ability to challenge those thoughts in our heads. So I call those dark thoughts my shadow. So when my shadow kicks up, I almost have to just imagine that there's a courtroom in my head and I know that sounds probably crazy <laughs> to anyone that's never gone through this but I have to imagine that there's like this courtroom and I have to put her on trial and say okay I know you're saying this but here's the reasons that that's not true so now that I can critically think and I've learned more how to do that I can say hey now I know that what you're saying is bs now I know that what you're saying isn't absolute truth it's not accurate so I have more ability in, in strengthening those critical thinking skills to even use that internally to be able to uh to move forward. So I, I do want to wrap up with solutions like that, with solutions for how we can be really moving in the direction of optimal mental wellness. So I was mentioning my paper. My paper talks about lifestyle changes. So people don't realize that the things that we are eating, how active we are, the the activities that we're engaging in, how much time we're spending on our phones, those things are all affecting our mental wellness and i think it's really important that we're educating people on that but what do you think is that step in the right direction for optimal mental wellness amanda um i think maybe talking to someone that you think is um close like like me um talking to my mom yeah donna what do you think is a step in the right direction toward optimal mental wellness Hold on, give me a second. I was chewing a grape. Okay. <laughs> well, that, 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 is, that is healthy food, you know, so that is moving <laughs> you in the right direction. Good job getting those nutrients <laughs> in this morning. Um, so, so you're saying that, like, how... So when you're in that dark place, what do you think is a good first step? So you were talking oh. about, you know, picking up your room, looking in the yeah. mirror, doing your hair. Yeah, added to that, exercise. Exercise. That, that made me feel, like, alive yes <laughs> i felt stronger i'm like oh my god i mean <laughs> i'm a big fan of of legally blonde so just a reminder <laughs> exercise releases endorphins endorphins make people happy and happy people just don't kill their husbands <laughs> yeah uh, yep <laughs> happy people no it actually does like yeah it does like... there's so many benefits to exercise there is the endorphins elwoods is right there is the endorphins aspect but it improves your self-esteem it's it's boosting your energy and stuff and i don't Think that it's just exercises and we're going to go to the gym and do this whole hour-long circuit. Take a walk. Do a yoga video on YouTube. Climb Touch a pillow. No, climb, climb a mountain. That, yeah. that really yes, helps. I just mean, like... you could go all out and climb a mountain. I just yeah. climbed Camelback with my Me son a too. few weeks ago. Yeah. And it felt so amazing to have that sense of accomplishment afterwards you know and that's yeah. another thing that helps with your mental health because you have like, that. I, I did, did this. this. Oh, I overcame yeah. it. Jinx. I did this. <laughs> 
Owen, what do you think is a step in the right direction? Uh, mental health is such a, like, a very, it's such a, like, a, I feel like it's very, it's very, very complex. It's a very complicated thing. And it's broad. It's very broad as well. Broad yeah, topic, you described yeah. it very perfectly. Um, well, huh. Well, I think, I think I really like your paper about how the lifestyle plays more of a factor. Um, hmm. I know, like, I know, I know the gym did, uh, did a lot for me. I think it's just not really as much as I, like, enjoyed it, but having a sense of, like, okay. You I know. absolutely don't enjoy it while you're there. You're like, oh, my God, why am I here? Why am I doing this to myself? But, like, like after, like, after a couple months of just force after a couple of weeks of just, like, forcing yourself, like, you kind of get into the group of it, and then you're just like, wow, like, I feel really good about myself. And and you didn't kill your husband, right? Yo, yeah, so yeah, me? that that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, a true benefit. No husband killing <laughs> needed. Um, yeah, but no, uh, but letting that, like, depression just, like, take over and letting those, like, demons, like, sort of fit, uh to say take over or it's it's uh it's ruthless yeah. like 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 how that how that can affect you i'm a firm believer that we have to learn to work with our shadow or demons whatever you want to call them we have to learn to work with with them yes because if we don't and we allow them we try to if we try to silence them they're going to get louder but if we give mm -hmm. in to them then we're going to give in to all kinds of destructive behavior and addiction and and avoidance behavior and all these things so i think it's very important to learn how to work with them and if i had to give one call to action to anyone listening to this it is share your story whether it's mm -hmm. talking about how you're feeling with a friend with a therapist with a community I, I built an entire youtube channel around just giving people a place to come and i always say good bad and crazy just share where you're at in your story because that's how we start shattering the stigma that's how we start shifting the culture so no matter who you're sharing with today whether it's on the youtube community it's mental amanda by the way shameless plug uh, whether it's on a community whether it's on your facebook and just saying hey i'm really struggling with this right now can anybody just give me some insight there's and that's that's the important part about doing that is once you say hey i'm struggling all these people are going to come out of the word work saying oh my gosh i thought i was the only person and i didn't have anyone to talk to and it's so empowering so make sure that you're sharing your story you're helping shatter that stigma thank you everyone for joining us here today be good people <laughs> peace <laughs>
programs of the district. The Maricopa County Community College District does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, disability, or age in its programs or activities. For Title IX 504 concerns, call the following number to reach the appointed coordinator, 480-731-8499. For additional information, as well as the listing of all coordinators within the Maricopa College system, please visit maricopa.edu slash non-discrimination.